1: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life.
2: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is the place to be if you're ready for the best podcasts of the paranormal. Curious and sometimes unexplained. Now listen to this.
4: And each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home. And a lot more on this edition of the show, Strange New Tourist Tech in Vegas. Yes, I'm talking about Las Vegas. That's where I have been for the past, oh, around six years now. And I'm calling it tourist tech because this is stuff that you could visit if you came here. It's open to everybody. And, uh, of course, one of the fun things about being in Las Vegas is that you do get opportunities to see some of the latest, greatest, most groundbreaking tech out there in the entertainment business. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are, are a number of places like that around the world. I imagine Tokyo is like that. But here in the U.S., um, it's pretty hard to compete with Las Vegas. And also, you know, a lot of people, um, they think of coming to Vegas as just being on the Strip. And for those who live here, uh, you do everything you can to avoid the strip most of the time because it's just too busy. It's too expensive. Um, There's a ton of great stuff to do all around the outskirts of Las Vegas and not just gambling. I mean, a lot of hiking and beautiful scenery. I mean, they're shooting movies around here. Uh, You you would be amazed uh, if you've never really looked into what is available on the outskirts of Vegas. But anyway, for this show, um, I figured I i found myself kind of wrapped up in a situation where I was on the strip for days recently. And uh, I want to tell you what the latest, greatest stuff is. First off, some are calling this the eighth wonder of the world. Have you heard of... The sphere and Las Vegas. It just opened this month, October of 2023. And basically, if you are driving anywhere near the Vegas Strip, you can look out 24 seven and see this gigantic ball. It's a building. Okay. It's a huge building, but it's shaped like a ball and it's sitting off the side of the strip next to the Venetian. And the entire outside of it is covered with LEDs. And so it is, it's, I think it's the largest LED screen in the world. And they are always putting, um, Weird and uh, interesting images on the outside of this ball so just in terms of a visual spectacle anywhere you are in Vegas you'll look over there and at first you'd think you're seeing the sun rising or the moon or something like that but then they have all these like abstract designs that, that they'll put on it and uh, it's just a magnificent looking thing but when you go inside there. Um, it actually has a theater within with 18,600 seats and there's a lobby that, that's got robots that have AI and holograms. And I'm going to tell you about all that stuff in, in a second because I was one of the first people in the world to get to go into the sphere. This was just like a couple days ago and um, and see what the big deal is, because they've spent. Um, the company that built it spent around two and a half billion dollars with a billion with a B around two and a half billion dollars over the past few years to create this one of the largest, most amazing venues in the world. It's so big that the Statue of Liberty can fit inside with the pedestal. Okay. So the statue of liberty with the pedestal can go inside this thing and with room to spare with, with like another 50 feet or whatever. I'm going to bring up the stats in a minute. Uh, U2 has been playing there. They, they debuted it this month with U2 playing and it's sold out like, you know, you can imagine. So, all right. Um, let me just tell you real quick some, some of the basic stats on this thing called sphere. Look this up on the internet. Um, it says here uh, it is an 18,600 seat auditorium marketed for its immersive video and audio capabilities, which include a 16K. Yeah, you think 4K is impressive. 16K resolution wraparound interior LED screen speakers with beam forming and wave filled synthesis technologies and 4D physical effects. I'll get back to the speaker thing in a minute. But, um, the sphere is 366 feet high. That's 112 meters and 516 feet wide at its broadest point. That's 157 meters. And, uh, this thing, I mean, like, there are all these, um, all these, like, fact sheets out there that tell you about just how how big it is and how amazing it is. And uh, it says that they, they used uh, the fourth largest crawler crane in the world to build this thing. They had to get cranes to build the crane and it took 18 days to assemble it. Um, the clarity of the screen on the outside and inside of this thing is 100 times clearer than today's best HD TVs. The screen inside, uh, let's see. Well, I, I'm not sure if it's the inside one or the outside, but it says the screen covers an area larger than three football fields. Everything is programmable. Here's what's interesting about this beam-forming audio technology. Basically, they have something like a hundred and fifty thousand speakers. Inside the auditorium within the sphere and these speakers are so advanced that they can target your actual individual seat so that if you have got uh, an audience full of people from all over the world, then it if you're watching a movie of some kind in there, it can beam the language that you speak to your seat, and only you will hear that. So one guy could be sitting there in his seat listening to the dialogue in English. The person to his left is listening to it in Mandarin Chinese. The person to the right is listening to it in Spanish, and each person only hears the language that that person understands. There's no crossover. It's absolutely astounding how they have been able to to do all this. This is the sphere. And, you know, the thing is, um, everything is so busy in Vegas right now. They have the Formula One race coming up. The Super Bowl is going to be here in February. Um, there are all these new big hotels opening the Fountain Blue with the MSG sphere, the Durango, all this new stuff is opening, People who live around here only complain. They're like, this is bad. The the traffic is just terrible, atrocious. Um the road construction is insane. You know, it's like all you hear is complaints about how busy Vegas is getting. But um I therefore probably would not have actually gone down this soon. Uh, to the sphere to be one of the first people inside. If I did not have another reason. And it turns out before I tell you what it was like being inside the sphere and what I, what I saw when I was talking to robots and holograms and all that stuff. Let me tell you why I went down there. Um, of course, here in Las Vegas, one of the biggest companies that owns a bunch of the casinos is uh, Caesars Entertainment uh, the current incarnation of Caesars. They not only own Caesar's palace, but they own Harrah's the link, the Paris planet, Hollywood, the Flamingo. I mean, they own a bunch of stuff. And earlier this year, I was at Caesar's palace and I was doing some gambling and, uh I guess they liked what they saw for one reason or another, and they sent me an offer and they said, Mr. Warren, we are inviting you to participate in a slot tournament. A Caesar's slot tournament. Do you know how a slot tournament works? I'd never been invited to participate in one before. Um Well, okay. We're going to come up on a break here soon. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what a slot tournament is and what it was like for me to go through a slot tournament experience and what all the little catches and stuff are that you might want to know about. But then I'm going to get back to this strange and amazing glimpse of the future, the technology inside the sphere. But that's not all. Once I got on a roll, I was just like, I want I wanted to just go see what all the new futuristic tech is in Vegas. And so I ended up going to uh, a movie prop museum. And yes, I bought something. What do you think I bought? What do you think is a part of my collection in my living room right now? I swear, I could sell tickets to my living room. I'll tell you all about that here shortly. Um, goodness, it's one of those shows. Too much to talk about. So little time. By the way, <sighs> amazingly, miraculously... Our little dog, Llama, is still alive, and I'm telling you, it's it's absolutely amazing, but I'm sorry to say that I don't know if I'll be able to report that the next time I record this podcast. She wants to be with us, and we want her to be with us for at least a few more years, but this cancer she has is very, very aggressive, and I just want to thank you again for all of your prayers and your supports and your manifestation thoughts. And uh, just remember, if, if you want to help us, um, keep praying. And please go to my website, joshuapwarren.com. Buy something from the Curiosity Shop for yourself or for a loved one. All of that money goes to help treat Lama's cancer joshuapwarren.com. And while you're there, please sign up for my free e-newsletter because I'm going to send everybody some free goodies soon. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
3: Hang in there. Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to
5: Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings
1: wear it like
3: no one else. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. Please make sure and check out my show, Shades of the Afterlife, heard right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. Do you love
1: fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you.
3: And now more Joshua P. Warren on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
4: strange things on the iHeartRadio Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network I am your host the Wizard of Weird Joshua P Warren beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City Las Vegas Nevada where every day is golden and every night is silver a zume and You know, if you go to casinos sometimes and gamble, it really doesn't matter if you win a lot or you lose a lot. They want you to keep coming back because... The people who design the casino are mathematicians, and all they believe is if you keep playing long enough, you're eventually going to lose. It never crosses their mind. Well, this person might come back and win so much money they clean us out because they don't believe in anything but statistics and the law of averages. And so you never know when you're going to get an invite to be part of a special promotion because you either win too much or you lose too much, whatever it is, Um, but. But, you know, Caesars decided to invite me to do this uh, tournament. They said, we will give you a free room for three nights. Um, the tournament was actually going to be at Planet Hollywood. Um, but I they said that I couldn't stay at Planet Hollywood, so I had to pick another uh, hotel. So I picked uh, The Link, which is not too far away, I just because I'd never been to The Link. Um so it kind of sucked right off the bat that you couldn't stay at the place where the tournament was going to be. And I guess before I continue, I should clarify again, if you have no idea what a slot tournament is, because it sounds like one of the dumbest, silliest concepts ever. Uh, it, and it really kind of is. Um, basically what they do is they assign you a time to show up and, and register. And then they say, okay. We have this big bank of slot machines here and they're all turned to tournament mode meaning that it costs you nothing to participate. You do, you do not spend one penny. The machines only sit there and rack up points instead of dollars. And so they assign you a machine along with, you know, a bunch of other people and they might give you a round which lasts anywhere from 3 minutes up to 10 minutes depending on the type of machine. And in my case, it was a 10 minute round. And all you do is just pound the spin button as many times as you can in that 10 minute period. Now I've seen other slot tournaments where they have some extra st- stuff, like they may have some symbols on the screen that you have to, to touch to get bonuses and stuff. But in this particular case, these were like old school double diamond machines. You sit down, you get 10 minutes and you just pound that button. And at the end of that 10 minutes, whoever gets the most points wins. And this was a $150,000 slot tournament, meaning that whoever won the tournament, whoever got the most points during, during the tournament would get $150,000 or or something big maybe it was they might not get the whole 150 i don't know but they would get like at least fifty thousand dollars in free play put on their players card meaning that you could go into the casino and you basically get to gamble uh fifty thousand dollars or whatever for free you know on the house for 72 hours so that's how that that's how it works they pay you in in player points um, I will tell you right off the bat that, okay, it's true. They did give me three free nights stay and it was a good deal. Um, if I didn't live in Vegas, it would have been a really good deal, but I just came back to my house every night. You know, we're dealing with a sick dog here and I, I didn't feel like packing a bag, but it was kind of cool to have a base camp on the strip. Um, We still had to pay a resort fee, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was still, you know, it was a good deal to have a free room for three nights. But I I, I felt that was a little bit misled because it turns out that I thought – you know, maybe I could just, like, show up one day and register and then come back the next day and play, and that would be it. This turned into a three-day thing. So I had to show up one morning and register and then show, show up the next morning and do round one and then show up the third morning and do round two and then wait around all day until 9 o'clock on that last night to go to a kiosk and pop my card in and see if I had won anything. So... If I had known in advance, again, I'd never done one of these before. If I'd known it was going to be that time consuming, it was going to eat up three days of my time on the strip, I would not have done it. I would go do uh, a slot tournament again if everything could be done in one day because it was pretty fun. Um, And look, so you go there, you sit down, they say on your marks, get set, go. And, you, you know, it's ultimately about how lucky you are on the machine, I guess. But so. I did this for three days, and then I went that night, and I popped my player's card in to see how much money I won. And I'm going to tell you how much money I won from the slot tournament at the end of the show. Yes! Going to make you wait on that. But there also is a twist ending that comes after that. I've had a lot of twist endings lately. I'm not trying to do that. It just... That's just the way my life goes. So anyway, that's why that I was um, I was even down there around the strip right now. And so that's why I said to Lauren, you know what? We're going to be there during the slot tournament. Um So we may as well go see the sphere. All right. So let's get back to the sphere. Uh, for one thing, the whole area around the outside of the sphere is a cluster you know what? Okay. The parking and all that. They can't, taxis can't even drop you off properly. If you're going to go to the sphere, your best bet is to go to the Venetian and then walk over these like skywalks and stuff from the Venetian to the sphere. And it takes forever. It's very, very long. It's actually quite strenuous. It's very uncomfortable. And then finally, when you get to outside the lobby where you have to go through security, I think we stood there for a good 45 minutes before they would let us in. So right off the bat, it was, um, it was a pain just to get into the sphere. And we actually showed up like an hour early to see if maybe we could get an advantage to kind of get in ahead of the crowds. And they're like, nope, you got to wait, you know. So yeah, it's a, if you're going to go, that's my advice to you. Go to the Venetian. And start really early and walk through there, and then you're going to stand in line for 45 minutes, and it sucks. All right, so then once you get into the lobby, the lobby has this huge, big, soaring ceiling, and there are all these escalators that take you up to whatever level you're going to be at when you watch the show. And it turns out that, like, right now, um, yes, U2 is performing live some nights, but the other nights, they just have a movie that they show there. And it's called postcard from earth. And, um, this was a movie that was shot specifically for the sphere by filmmaker, Darren Aronofsky. And he's done movies in Hollywood, like pie requiem for a dream, the fountain, the wrestler, black Swan, most recently the whale. He's a very, uh, highly regarded filmmaker and so they sent him around the world to shoot this uh, amazing uh, 50 minute kind of documentary thing using technology that could actually be presented properly inside the sphere because when you go into the sphere uh it's the screen there is one of a kind i'll get back to that all right so in the lobby because they make you hang out in the lobby for like, I don't know, an hour or maybe almost an hour before they start letting you be seated in the theater for the show that you came for. And um, I this cost us uh, for and I, I, we didn't get the best seats, the best seats, in the house were like two hundred and fifty dollars a person. And I was like, I can't pay $250 to watch a 50-minute movie. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't bring myself to do that. But I got some pretty good seats for like $89 a person. And uh, right on the end of a row, because I don't want to sit in the middle of a row. It's, I'm a, kind of a big guy. It's too claustrophobic. So um we got some good. I thought we got some excellent seats. But still, you know, you're talking 200 bucks for two people to sit there and watch a movie for 50 minutes. Uh, so when you get into the lobby, all the drinks and food cost a fortune. Of course, the first thing you notice is the holograms and Lauren and I started laughing because they spent two and a half billion dollars making this thing. And the holograms were just those holograms that you can buy on the internet that are fans. They're literally fans. They have spinning blades with LEDs. Now, look, they're still cool. I own some of those and we even use them in the creepy Vegas show, but it's a fan that has leds on it and it spins and it kind of looks like an image is floating in air. Now, yes, they had a lot of them and yes, it was impressive. But Lauren and I were laughing about the fact that you can go to a paranormal Vegas or creepy Vegas show produced by the great and terrible Joshua P. Warren and have the same level of technology that you get looking at the holograms at the two and a half billion dollar sphere. And I swear I'm not trying to leave a negative review for the sphere. I'm just saying I thought maybe we would see some more advanced form of, of holograph or hologram. And then they have a handful of robots that are strewn around there. But, um, the robots, you know, they're life size kind of like uh, female android looking robots. They have AI and some of them will talk to you. But the problem is they're, they're on ground level and everybody just like crowds around them and it's, you, you can't even really get up next to them so easily. Um, wow. I didn't realize this review was going to sound so, so, uh, I'm not, I'm not a negative Nancy here. I'm just telling you. Uh, all right. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what it's actually like to go sit down inside the magnificent sphere in Las Vegas. Oh, and then um, I have a premonition. Of a disaster. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be back after these important messages.
0: Stay there. Joshua P. Warren will be right back.
1: Do you love fashion?
0: Hey everyone, it's producer Tom of Coast to Coast AM, and more of The Wizard of Weird starts right now.
4: Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. You know, when you live here in Vegas, sometimes you get these updates on the water situation, the drought, from the Southern Nevada Water Authority, and they just sent one out. It's just a flyer you get in the mail. And it says, and of course, you remember we did this experiment last year to increase the water levels at uh, Lake Mead. And it says here a tier one shortage is projected for 2024, which is an ongoing improvement over this this year's tier two shortage gaining Southern Nevada access to an additional 4,000 acre-feet of Colorado River water, or about 1.3 billion gallons. A wet winter combined with lower water demands have raised Lake Mead water levels this year. I told you. I told you we were going to do it, and we did it. Now, are we going to do it again this winter? No. We're going to hold off this winter. Um, I have my reasons for trying to keep things in balance by holding off. So I think you will see that this winter will not produce as much snow as last winter until we all decide to manifest snow again. Uh, okay, so here's the thing about going into the sphere. Um, when you finally walk into this theater, I look, like, I don't know. If to me it looked bigger than any IMAX screen i've ever seen the stadium seating there with 18,600 seats it's it's incredibly steep incredibly steep and when you sit down you're you're just facing this in, interior of this gigantic dome so it just looks like a huge concave screen and when the movie starts And, and it really, the the movie really gets going. It was impressive. Now, let me just tell you these, the the robots and the lobby, like I said, was kind of hard to get close to them. And if you could, they would just mainly talk about how great the sphere was. Or if you ask one a question that had AI, they would give you some kind of like politically correct answer. Here's the thing about this movie. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody I could have done without the moral lesson of the movie. Okay. We go to these things to enjoy ourselves and to try to forget about our problems. And there was this whole big lesson like, oh, here's how bad people are, you know, for the, for the, we're, we're ruining the world kind of thing. But in terms of technology itself, the, the image was, it was crystal clear. It was amazing. It was, it wrapped around you. It covered your entire field of vision um, it was like, uh, being there, every scene that you were shown, you felt like you were there and it was, it was realistic. And the, the, to me, the coolest part was that when you watch an image projected on a concave screen like that, it does have a 3d effect, but it's a very natural, realistic looking 3d as opposed to, um, the type of 3D that you are used to seeing in theaters where everything pops so much that it looks cool, but it doesn't actually look that way in reality. Reality is much more subtle. This captures the more realistic 3D effect that you get viewing reality. So it was very much worth it um, to see that now, whether or not it's worth you paying $50 or a hundred dollars or $250. Well, you have to figure that out for yourself, uh, even with inflation. <laughs> uh I'm not going to tell you, uh, you know, what you should or should not be paying. It's just, you know, it depends on what you, what you're into, how much value this experience would have to you. But I, it was, it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. In fact, I wish all movies were 50 minutes. <laughs> um But if you're on a budget and you, you can't make it to Las Vegas, and you don't want to pay that kind of money for a ticket. Um If you go to my website and order my Tibetan emos for like $24.95 that are little domes that go over your eyes for that price and for not leaving your house, it's a pretty it'll give you a pretty good idea of what the sphere is like. So. I enjoyed the experience. It was a pain to get in there, and I'm glad I did it, and it was too expensive in my opinion, but it was really cool. So now, here is my premonition, and I hate to say this because I don't want to manifest it, but I figure I may as well make a prediction here. In Las Vegas, everybody knows, if you spend any time here, that there are a lot of people who come here, and they wear extreme high-heel shoes. And, and they're drinking and they're tipsy. And I cannot tell you, as Lauren and I were sitting there watching or getting ready for this movie to start in the sphere, I cannot tell you how many, how many people, especially, you know, young ladies who obviously were tipsy wearing these high heels were struggling to walk up those extremely steep stairs. And some of them are not as fit as they might think they are. And I saw people look like they were about to pass out. And so I just, you know, I would not want to have the insurance policy on that place because I think in Vegas, with stairs that are that steep and people running around drinking, wearing high heels like that, Uh I think very soon somebody is going to absolutely uh lose it and have a horrific tumble down those stairs that's going to make the stair scene from The Exorcist look like a kindergarten playground. That's just what I see happening. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened already. So be very, very, very careful if you visit the sphere as you go up and down those stairs. So, so anyway... Had a good time, and I guess that's the best I can capture it for you right now. Now, as I was running around the Strip during those few days, I did go somewhere that I thought actually to me was more impressive uh, in terms of just like the, the level of quality. It's called the Paradox Museum. And uh, when you go to there, and I don't know how long it's going to be there if it's one of those things they just set up for a little while it, it kind of looked cheesy when I saw the advertisements for it because it just looked like a place for people to go and take selfies. And it's like, you know, I'm 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 pushing 50 years old at this point. I'm not real big on running around and taking selfies. Actually, I'll be 47. So I, I guess I better not use the big five yet. Um But you know what? When I got there. Uh, it it was so cool because the people who report on the paradox museum they just show themselves with their selfies because they are you know they're narcissists <laughs> uh but they actually had real holograms there that were extremely cool they had a hall of mirrors that was amazing I took a picture of myself uh they had a real cool setup where you're sitting at a poker table and it looks like you're playing poker with five life-size versions of yourself life-size clones all using mirrors that was pretty neat uh they even had what kind of was like a life-size devil's toy box that was partial and the weird thing is I started taking pictures when I was in there by myself. And I thought, oh, this will be neat. I can post this stuff online and tell everybody, look, here I am in a big devil's toy box. None of those pictures turned out. None of I must have taken five or six pictures. All my other pictures turned out. None of them turned out in the devil's the devil's toy box. But they also had this. Robotic hand there that I thought was impressive because unlike, you know, the whole AI thing, which everybody and anybody can access now, they had a robotic hand there that was large. It was like maybe three or four times the size of a, of a normal human hand. And on one fingertip, there was a magic wand balanced and they said, uh, go ahead, mess with that wand and that hand will automatically rebalance it. And so you could, you could hit that wand and it could, cause it was, you know, it was attached a by a little pivot point. You could hit that wand and swing it uh, in, a, in a, any kind of crazy direction. And that hand had gyroscopes and would automatically adjust and keep that wand perfectly balanced upright. That was cool. So I like the Paradox Museum. And I found another really cool, um, Place you should visit if you are going to be around Vegas, around Fremont Street. It's called the movie prop experience. And when you go in there, uh, not only do they have a bunch of props from famous movies, but the coolest thing is that they have a gift shop where you can buy, you could actually purchase some, uh, some real movie props from your favorite films. And, uh, so, you know, I went in there and they had, uh, they, well, they had a cool Statue from the movie Batman with Michael Keaton. And then they had a, a Chucky doll from one of the movies. And speaking of the Devil's Toy Box, they had one of the actual Hellraiser boxes used in, in that movie. Uh, they had one of the original production photographs made for The Shining. You know, the Stanley Kubrick movie with Jack Nicholson, where um, you at the end of the movie, they show that picture of Jack Nicholson standing in a ballroom in the 1920s with all the people behind him. And uh, they had one of those actual production pictures. And uh, that was cool to be able to see all the detail in that. And boy, they did a good job making that realistic. But I saw something in the gift shop and I go, OK. I'm buying that. I'm buying that. Uh, When we come back from this break, I'll tell you what I bought for my own private collection. I'm gonna tell you how much money that I won in the slot tournament, and I may even have time to play a new audio recording for you related to Bigfoot. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
2: Hang on. Josh will be right back.
1: Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? wear it like no one else.
4: Hi, it's Dr. Sky. Keep it right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and when I walked into the gift shop at the Movie Prop Experience on Fremont Street there in Las Vegas, I saw they had a piece of actual kryptonite from the movie Superman returns starring Brandon Routh from 2006. Now that is not one of my favorite Superman movies, but it is so hard to find actual kryptonite from a movie like that uh, super a real big mainstream Superman movie. And uh, I was just like, yeah, that that's going to my collection and it comes on a little stand that has a light under it the light it looks like moldavite i love it so i talked to the fella there and then the lady there and we worked out a good price and as a matter of fact i can't say enough good things because they even ended up throwing in some extra kryptonite for me as well so i now have in my living room uh, among my other things, uh, that are from movies, for example, like I have a piece of the set from Plan Now, Plan Nine from Outer Space. I mean, that, <laughs> that's pretty rare. Um, I have a piece of kryptonite from a, from a Superman movie. Um, hey, how much would you pay? If I were to sell a ticket for you to come to my house and hang out with me for an evening in Las Vegas and let me just show you my collection and all my weird stuff, I'm just curious. I'm not saying I would ever do that, but I always say, like, I could sell tickets to my house. I wonder how much you would pay for that. But anyway, uh, you know what? Go and uh check out the website for this place, Heroprop.com, H-E-R-O. P R O P heroprop.com and uh, look at some of the cool movie props that they're selling. Okay. The clock is ticking. Here's what happened. Uh, I spent three days based around planet Hollywood on the strip doing this slot tournament. And I think I scored some pretty high points. And then on the last night I went to, the kiosk and I popped my card in to see how much I won. And I won $100 in free play. Now that is what we call in Vegas a Sando. And if you don't know what that means, go to YouTube and watch a guy named Vegas Matt. It's disappointing. Uh, so I would not devote that much time to a slot tournament again just for a hundred dollars. And I thought it was kind of interesting because there were 750 people who participated in that slot tournament. And I wonder like, well, how would we know that anybody got more than a (laughs) hundred dollars? Right. I'm not casting doubt on the good people at Caesars, but I will tell you this, uh, the, the gambling that we did at Caesars, you know, it was okay. But at a certain point, Lauren and I, we crossed the street and, um, we ended up over at the Mirage, which is owned by a different company. The Mirage will soon be the Hard Rock. And we started winning a lot over there. And uh we were there for a few hours. And right when we were about to leave, I realized that I had a ticket. You know how you get these gambling tickets that have, you know. So I, I was like, oh, I got a ticket with a dollar on it. So right literally, the last thing we did as we were about to walk out the door, is I put this dollar in an old school slot machine that had one pay line hit the button and won $400. (laughs) So that's the amazing thing. It's like my slot tournament experiment gave me a hundred dollars in free play, which actually did not end up producing anything for me, but I cross the street and I go to the Mirage and I put a dollar in a machine and hit the button. And that $1 gives me $400 of tangible money that I cash out and put in my wallet. So that's gambling for you, right? <laughs> oh, I have, I have more stories for you, but okay. Let me leave you with this because it's new. A few nights ago, my good friend Missy Hill who we've known each other a long time. She hosts the Haunted Biltmore Village tour that we do through Haunted Asheville. She contacted me, and she said that she and a friend were coming back from Cherokee, North Carolina. This was just a few nights ago, and they were going through an area where a lot of people have seen Bigfoot. And I don't know if she pulled over or if she had her window open or what, but she said she heard a sound that could only be a Bigfoot. And she made a recording uh, of herself trying to reproduce this sound. And she sent it to me, and I said, Missy, you've got to let me play this on the podcast. Here is what Missy Hill sent me that she said she believes is the sound of a Bigfoot in the mountains of Western North Carolina. Are you ready? Here we go.
0: To me, it sounds like a screen talking, maybe singing some kind of call all at once. Here we go. But this is a higher version because it was definitely masculine.
4: No, I laughed so hard hearing Missy do her best to reproduce this Bigfoot sound that I said, OK, I got to play this on the podcast. But furthermore, you said it was it was deeper. It, it was it was a, a more masculine sounding version. Let me see if I can jump onto my audio editor here and uh, and bring down the levels, bring down the pitch, and let's see if I can create something more like what. What you heard and I, I created this. I'm about to play it for you and I sent it to her and she goes, yes, that's it. All right. So as far as I'm concerned, she has verified what you are about to hear now is what she actually heard and believes may be a Bigfoot. <laughs> well what do you think it sounds pretty beastly to me uh missy thank you for sending that to us and now that you know where this guy may hang out hopefully next time you can bring an audio recorder for you and get something uh, directly from the wilderness, but I wanted to make sure we got that in there tonight since it's new, and uh, hey, I'm doing well. I still have a couple minutes left before it's time to officially end the show, so let me just tell you a couple things since the show has been primarily about Las Vegas. Uh, after I got back recently from my trip to Colorado with my family, it became uh my wife Lauren's birthday, so her birthday is September twenty fourth, and so we went out and we ran around and uh, we 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 yeah, were back, you know, in the Strip vicinity. Um, we went to uh, Hofbrow House, which is a, a German, you know, Bavarian restaurant here in, in the Vegas area. You can look it up. It's a reproduction of an old um, beer hall from Munich, Germany, that goes back hundreds of years. But the funny thing uh, about that day that I've been meaning to tell you for a little while is that um we ended up going into a casino where Lauren did very well. And at one point she and I were sitting there in a machine and I looked over and to my left n- near the lobby was Wee Man from the Jackass series. You know, it started on MTV all those years ago and all the movies. And you know, We Man, uh, We Man was standing there and it was undeniably him. I mean, we, we knew immediately. Let's see. What is his actual name? It is Jason Akuna. And, uh, <laughs> so. A lot of times when I see celebrities, I don't go up and say anything um but this time I was like, "Okay,, yeah, I'm gonna go say hi to Wee man and Lauren wouldn't though uh she she gets too embarrassed, so I went up to Wee man, he had a big dude there hanging out with him, just you know I guess guarding him. he's a celeb so and i i wa- i I wasn't sure like are you here for promotional purposes or just I wasn't sure what to think. But I also didn't want to, you know, go up and just start, you know, probing him. I just what I all I did was I walked up and I said, um, "Are you cool with selfies?" And he said, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so, so I took a selfie with me with wee man. He he was really nice, and um, you never know when you go up to like a celebrity out of the blue what their reaction's going to be. But he was cool, so that's just one of the nice little. Bonuses, I guess, living in a famous, a world-famous town like Las Vegas. Sometimes you, you run into um, people out of the blue like that that you would just never expect. All right, my friends. Hope you've enjoyed my ramblings. And now, sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy the good fortune tone.
2: Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are, and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
3: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you.